Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Happy summer! This is episode number 151 of Worldwide Wonderful Women, and the title of this episode is The Bride of Christ, Part 5. As you know, I was inspired this month by the royal wedding of Prince Harry to Meghan Markle to talk about the Jewish wedding as it is a picture of God the Father, and what he is doing with Christ and the church, which is his bride. In the Bible, we know that Christ represents the bridegroom, and all believers, which are the church, represent the bride of Christ. And even if you're single or divorced or a widow, you still were able to get inspiration this month because it's for all believers. And if you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, please go to our website given at the end of this podcast so that you can know how you can receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord. Again, we know that wedding ceremonies today, even the modern Jewish weddings, are very different from the ancient Jewish marriage ceremony. And it is the ancient Jewish marriage ceremony that you must reflect upon if you're going to understand what Jesus was referring to in regards to the church being the bride of Christ. Now, we have gone through the several different steps of the ancient Jewish wedding ceremony. So the last step will be today, and that is the marriage feast. Now, last week, we shared about the marriage ceremony where few were invited and the consummation of the marriage on the marriage bed. Today, we will share the marriage feast to which many are invited. The marriage feast would follow the ceremony and could last for as many as seven days. After consummation, the entire wedding party walks to the house of the groom in a procession for a wedding feast. Many more people were invited to the feast than those that were invited to the marriage ceremony. At the conclusion of the marriage feast or the wedding feast, the couple would have completed all the ancient ritual of the marriage. Now, in regards to the church as the bride of Christ, many more will be in the marriage feast than were at the marriage ceremony as well. If you read Revelation chapter 20 verses 4 to 6, this is what it says. 
I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge, and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. There is much debate as to who attends the wedding ceremony versus who attends the marriage feast, just as there is much debate as to who makes up the bride of Christ. Is it the church or is it Israel? I'd like to read something that I thought that was important, and I just want to read it verbatim from the Bible Knowledge Commentary. This is what it says. One of the false interpretations that has plagued the church is the concept that God treats all saints exactly alike. Instead, a literal interpretation of the Bible distinguishes different groups of saints. And here, the bride is distinguished from those who are invited to the wedding supper. Instead of treating all alike, God indeed has a program for Israel as a nation and also for those in Israel who are saved. He also has a program for Gentiles in the Old Testament who come to faith in God. And in the New Testament, he has a program for the church as still a different group of saints. Again, in the book of Revelation, the tribulation saints are distinguished from other previous groups. It is not so much a question of difference in blessings as it is that God has a program designed for each group of saints that corresponds to their particular relationship to his overall program. Here the church, described as a bride, will be attended by angels and by saints who are distinct from the bride. So depending on what you read or what you study, you may see that there are different groups that attend the wedding supper or feast than that of the marriage ceremony. For example, they may say it's those that made it through the tribulation who were alive of the nation Israel. The tribulation saints and then the Old Testament saints, that all of these will be included in the wedding feast. In the Old Testament, Israel is pictured, as in Hosea, as the unfaithful wife of Yahweh, who is distinguished to be restored in the future kingdom. In the New Testament, marriage is also used to describe the relationship between Christ and the church. 
but the illustration contrasts with the Old Testament, for the church is regarded as a virgin bride waiting the coming of her heavenly bridegroom. So I know this is a very involved study, and I hope that you'll go even to our website and take some of our courses. The Book of Romans will teach you more about Israel, and the Book of Revelation will teach you more about the tribulation and what takes place in regards to the new kingdom that God will set up. Overall, though, we see that God has a plan for all believers and that in this new kingdom that will be established will involve all those that have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So the kingdom involves a wedding feast, and that is where these others are going to be invited to participate. Beginning in Revelation chapter 21, verse 11, all the way to chapter 22, about verse 5. The details of the New Jerusalem are given. This New Jerusalem will be the home of the bride. I trust you have enjoyed learning about the relationship between the ancient Jewish wedding ceremony and the church as the bride of Christ. Depending on what you read, there may be different explanations given, but this month we have tried to share some steps of what will take place. Now, in regards to the church being the bride of Christ and the whole wedding ceremony and feast, some things have been fulfilled, some things are in the process of being fulfilled, and others are still in the future. There is a great future for those who have believed in the Messiahship of Jesus. Just as there was a betrothal period in ancient times during which the bride and groom were separated until the wedding, so are we, the bride of Christ, separate from our bridegroom during this church age, our responsibility during this betrothal period is to live a righteous life, being sanctified, purified, and remaining faithful to Jesus until he comes for us. At the rapture, we will be united with our bridegroom, and the official wedding ceremony will take place and later followed by the wedding feast. Revelation chapter 22 verses 20 to 21 says, He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. The royal wedding of Prince Harry to Meghan Markle was indeed beautiful and elaborate but it will be nothing in comparison to the marriage feast of the Lamb. I pray that you will be included. Until our Lord brings us together again, smile, Jesus loves you. 
Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.